0: The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and as They discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk.
1: You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk today is May 20th 2025 2020 and uh, this is episode 199 and this week hybrid mice cat conspiracy watchin and 5G my name is Basil
2: and this is Gon's apparently Basil is uh uh on 56k connection From back on AOL Portal.
1: (laughs) It's okay. for some reason, I don't know what's going on, but suddenly my internet today is getting throttled. Uh, I got the nice upgraded fast connection. It's been great the past few weeks and something's going on today. Maybe my neighbor is sniping my
2: Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, Well, welcome everybody. We're live on Face Like the Sun, Canary Cry Radio YouTube channel. We're live on Twitch, live on DLive and facebook and twitter periscope welcome everybody if you're listening to this through the rss feed you will hear basil crystal clear but if you're watching live or listening live you will likely get the fuzzy uh i don't know aol.com version the aim version of basil <laughs> coming through fuzzy
1: fuzzy fuzzy Basil, just so cute and fuzzy i'm uh, i'm trying to clean up my uh my act over here. We'll see if I can get it working any
2: better. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, kind of a downer to start it off, but uh, maybe it's not a downer. We'll, we'll, I don't know. It's one of those things that's bittersweet. Um, We're just going to really get in, just get into it real quick here. Faithwire, world-renowned Christian apologist, Ravi Zacharias dies at 74. And, you know, Ravi's one of those guys that, that some people disagree with some of his views and stuff, but in terms of a Christian apologist, uh, he really helped me out into understanding arguments for the existence of God. Um, one of the more compelling arguments that really was uh sentimental to me because i, I it just really made sense to me when I heard it uh, was his argument about evil or against or against the the atheist argument against God that oh, what about evil in the world and he does this whole deconstruction of the question where basically he shows how If you ask the question about evil, you're admitting that there is good and evil in this world, and therefore, you're basically admitting that there is this moral law giver, and uh, if you deny that, then you're denying that there's good, and if you deny that there's good, you're denying that there's evil, and then the question self-destructs, and one of the criticisms of that question that people often brought up was, well, how do you get from this idea or notion of you know there has to be a lawgiver, and I wanted to play about a minute and thirty second clip here of Ravi uh, discussing that question about uh, you know why why the moral lawgiver, and this was on I think it was on the uh, actually I don't know the John Ankenberg show. Uh, here's the clip.
1: How does it necessarily follow that if you have a moral law, this necessitates that you had a moral lawgiver?
0: It's a great question, and actually, I pondered about that for a long time, John, you know. I said, where do I, how do you find this link between a moral law and a moral law giver? And it all came about with the problem of evil being raised. When you raise the problem of evil, you assume there's good. When you assume there's good, you assume there's a moral law. You assume there's a moral law. You have to posit a moral law giver. But the question is why? And here's the answer to that. Because anyone who raises the question on the problem of evil it's either raised by a person or about a person which means the problem of evil when it is posited assumes the intrinsic worth of personhood if there's no intrinsic worth to personhood the question actually self-destructs so personhood is necessary for the question to be valid that's why we can only justify it if the person is the creation of an individual of indistinct worth, which is God himself. That's why we move to a moral law giver. The question self-destructs if personhood is not valuable. It's a very critical jump, but it's very important. And whenever I've talked to skeptics or whatever in this, it gives them pause. They say, well, you know, yeah, yeah, and then they try to divert and move off in other directions. Your life and my life assume intrinsic worth for the problem of evil as a question to be valid. And that intrinsic worth can only come if we are the creation of God himself, not the random product of time plus matter plus chance. And that, that
2: argument is really important because of the fact that, uh, you know, we talk about personhood here. We talk about transhumanism a lot. And those arguments for, you know, not augmenting ourselves and becoming these gods and all that kind of stuff, it's predicated on personhood and the value that we have as individuals. So, I don't know. Just wanted to mention that, you know. And um, we do have a jingle, a quick jingle for Ravi. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So, uh, a little sentimental, bittersweet intro to the episode. But uh, wanted to pay my respects to Ravi Zacharias, one of the the best Christian apologists out there. That uh, in our time, anyway.
1: Indeed, indeed, yeah, and it seems like a, his uh, condition and passing happened uh, fairly quickly, I mean, over the past few weeks, uh, at least from the updates that I was getting, and, but there you go, he's in his reward. Yes. So we thank God for his life, and uh, he will be remembered, and uh, there you go, very good, guns. We, we got some fans, we got some conversations going on in the chat about Ravi uh this and that but uh regardless of your feelings about every word that comes out of somebody's mouth he uh, certainly w- did a lot of good work during his life
2: amen all right um uh okay f- ready from, from Ra- are you ready <laughs> from ravi to cats <laughs> okay that's an old now here's an old the thing. jingle <laughs> that we haven't played uh, in a while. I know I gotta
1: find more things to to put at the top of the show here. No Flippy update today. Waiting for the roboticists to install the upgrades for us to report on. Um, but there is an interesting uh, uh, article over on Daily Mail. Gotta love it, Daily Mail, that came out yesterday. And this is something a lot of us, uh, you know, cat people have known for a while. Last uh, episode. I held up my giant quarantine cat, had lots of comments, lots of lots of nice things to say. People saying, oh, he's a cat person. That explains everything. But uh, I'm going to take a second and explain the rest uh, from this article on DailyMail.co.uk. And the article reads... Tom and Jerry have been at it for millennia. First domestic domestic cats appeared in Europe almost 10,000 years ago as mice spread across the continent. Study reveals. Mm. Here we go. Europe's first domestic cats appeared around the same time as mice spread all over the continent. A study shows (laughs) cats and mice spreading at the same time, Gons. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, The study says that humans' domestication of cats in Europe may have been to try and control the spread of mice to protect grain and food stocks. It looked at eight countries, including Britain, and found that human society has facilitated the spread of the mouse over the last 20,000 years. The house mouse is widespread throughout the world today, making it the most invasive rodent species Uh, The team found that hunter-gatherers in the eastern Mediterranean region of the western Asia kept a uh, commensalism, commensalism relationship with mice where they were happy for mice to prosper without getting anything in return. Commensalism is a long-term relationship from which one of the species benefits, but the other species is neither benefited nor harmed. But mice only spread around Eastern Europe 6,500 years ago and Southern Europe 4,000 years ago. The most urban Europe became, or sorry, the more urban Europe it became and the more it became involved in trade and uh, more mice were able to survive, which may have been why humans kept cats around. National French Center for Scientific Research study leader Dr. Thomas Cucci said that although people think of rats as invasive rodents, mice have been much more successful at it. Dr. Cucci said that studying more uh, where mice were able to spread was essentially studying where domestic cats followed. Domestic cats have been chasing mice around the world for tens of thousands of years, making them just as present as each other in almost every human society. So there you go guns we have cats the cat conspiracy using humans to farm mice so uh
2: you know who adopted who you know well the if the cats are truly the aliens on on this world then uh they mm-hmm. have manipulated us for a long time for their uh their foe there
1: yeah, yeah. and as uh, we all know there is a, a parasite in cat uh feces that worms its way into human brains, um, and uh, it's meant for mice. The, the, the parasite is meant to, to lure mice uh, towards cats into loving them, but uh, we humans are also susceptible to it. Probably mm. thanks to mice. So There you go. It's the circle of life. Excellent. Yeah, there you well, go. Well,
2: as it is, the mice may have been manipulating humans their own way, and uh mm. and and you know returning the favor feel so of, used guns uh, yeah i know but as the days of no were so shall also the coming of the son of man be. another dailymail.co.uk article it's our great source of information here scientists create the most advanced human mouse hybrid embryo ever with as much as four percent of its blood brain tissue and heart cells coming from human stem cells I don't know. It's getting kind of creepy. 4%. That's quite a lot. Scientists have successfully Mm -hmm. mixed human and mice cells in a hybrid chimera embryo, the most advanced example of its kind. The project was organized by researchers at State University of New York at Buffalo and can point to a major advance in hybrid embryo creation that could be used in the future to harvest organs for human transplants. The team successfully combined human stem cells with embryonic mice cells by temporarily deactivating a protein called mTOR in the human cells. This protein regulates cell growth, and after several hours without the protein active, the human stem cells reverted to a naïve state, their earlier form, when they can grow into the widest range of possible organs or tissues. These naive human stem cells raised the chance of successful integration with the mice embryo cells, according to the report in Science News. The team injected between 10 and 20 batches of these naive human stem cells into mice embryos and left them to develop for 17 days. Uh, The resulting embryo had between 0.1 and 4% of their total cells from the human stem cells. You put the same human cells in a mouse embryo and they go fast, SUNY Buffalo Uh, SUNY Buffalo's Jiang Feng told science news in 17 days, you get all these mature cells that would otherwise take months to get in a normal human embryo. And it's got these uh, really scientific, microscopic looking images of these cells growing. Um, And then it says down here in the article, the human stem cells were most abundant in the red blood cells circulating through the embryo. And they were also present in liver tissue, heart, eye cells, and even the brain. One area where the, the human stem cells weren't found were in the reproductive organs, meaning the team won't have to worry about the prospect of the chimera creatures potentially reproducing, which is kind of an interesting thing. That's a relief. Well, uh, there's some, some research that had been done about the Nephilim and stuff and how they couldn't really reproduce. So eh, there's some little, you know, throwback to Genesis six there. One area where the human, Oh, Yep. Uh what did I already read that? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh yeah, I did. Many scientists are still concerned with the ethics of producing such mixed species chimera embryos. In twenty nineteen, Chinese researchers created more than four thousand pig pig embryos. I wonder if that's pig human, but it says pig pig. Pig pig embryos <laughs> injected with human stem cells, of which two piglets survived gestation and were actually born, though both died within a week. Douglas Munoz of Queens University in Kingston, uh, Canada, feared these attempts posed ethical risks that were beyond most, most scientists' abilities to predict. For us to, start a, uh, for us to start to manipulate life functions in this kind of way without fully knowing how to turn it off or stop it if something goes awry really scares me, Munoz said in 2019. Um, so there you go. You got... Uh, On one hand, cats domesticating humans uh, to take over the mice or keep the mice away. And now the mice are being used in laboratories by humans to become more chimeric. We're just in the middle of a big uh, species war. Cats versus mice. Tom and Jerry. And here we are right in the middle of it all.
1: Again, I feel so used. Yeah, and this whole Chimera thing is uh, troublesome. And just to give a little bit of a a background for people, again, you know, every show is somebody's first show. Somebody is just experiencing the Canary Cry madness uh, for the first time. So, uh, you know, we, I find that we need to explain something. We like to take for granted that uh, everybody knows why we don't, uh, aren't huge fan of chimeric entities and messing with genomes and things like that. Um, so, Gans, you want to give a little bit of a rundown about why, about why chimeras aren't the greatest uh, thing?
2: Well, there's a passage in Genesis 6 in the Bible that talks about the sons of God mating with the daughters of men. And uh, the Mm. oldest view of what happened there was that these angelic or divine beings came down and they mated with human women and they created these giants called Nephilim. And uh, the reason for the great flood was not so much the humans were just mean to each other, uh, but rather there might have been some kind of genetic tampering because God says early on each after their own kind animals, seeds, even humans And when that uh, design is disrupted, there's nothing but evil in the world. And uh, therefore, God had to wipe everything out. And um, and Genesis 6 even talks about how all flesh had corrupted their ways. And so, uh, you know, the idea here is that maybe mixing genes and stuff is not a good idea. Uh, But we'll come back to the Nephilim at the end of the show. We do have a Nephilim update. Um, so, yeah. if uh, if you're new, that's sort of the the rundown in in just a minute or so of what the uh, worldview is yeah. concerning that.
1: And you know, what was fascinating was uh, the Noah movie that came out a few years ago had uh, some chimera uh, hints of chimeric stuff, you know, pre-flood, which is a big conversation in the research community um regarding the flood and and uh you know some gene editing or or like you said corruption that could have been happening before the flood um do you remember that did you see the noah I, uh I m- live action movie that came out i think it was james cameron
2: yeah I, I did but i don't remember much from it i just remember giant rock beings being like they're supposed to be the watchers or something they like that they were the
1: watchers yeah. yeah well in the in the beginning they had like weird uh half dog half lizard dinosaur beings uh running around that was you know it's kind of like a chimeric dog lizard um just as a piece of wildlife not really important to the
2: story but just a hint a hint (laughs) to what could have been going on it seems like we're, Um, we're having some buffering issues again which is i don't know why it looks like our rate uh, upload speed is fine but again if you guys These are uh, struggling to hear everything clearly or see everything because of the throttling going on you can go ahead and just wait until it's published on the uh, podcast feed go to canary cry radio or canary cry news talk.com and uh, or look for it on your podcast catcher and you'll you'll find all of the it'll uh be beautiful episodes.
1: it'll be crystal clear, crystal clear and waiting there for you yeah and uh, if you are having buffering problems on a certain platform, try another platform. Try twitch.tv slash canary cry radio if uh, your YouTube is buffering too much. But we'll keep trying to clean it up here. My numbers are looking good now. But so, Gons, moving on. Let us uh, let me tell you about the people zoo, baby. I'll like
0: you warm and safe in my people zoo.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Forbes.com. This was interesting. The sun is asleep. Mm-hmm. Deep solar minimum feared as twenty twenty sees record setting one hundred day slump. Mm-hmm. What, what are we talking about, guns? While we on Earth suffer from coronavirus, our star, the sun, is having a lockdown all of its own. Spaceweather.com reports that already there have been 100 days in 2020 when our sun has displayed zero sunspots. Mm-hmm. That makes 2020 the second consecutive year of a record-setting low number of sunspots, which you can see a complete absence of here. And they show the picture. All right. Link to the picture. Nope. Never look at the sun with the naked eye or through binoculars <laughs> or a telescope that aren't fitted with solar filters. Okay. Thank you. So are we in an eternal sunshine of the spotless kind? Quote, this is a sign that sol- <laughs> some writer was super stoked yeah, that he could he get really
2: excited this about line that. <laughs> in
1: there, especially since that movie has nothing to do with this story yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Okay, quote, this is a sign that the solar minimum is underway, reads SpaceWeather.com. Quote, so far this year, the sun has been blank 76% of the time, a rate surpassed only once before in the space age. Last year, 2019, the sun was blank 77% of the time. Two consecutive years of record-setting spotlessness ends up to a very deep solar minimum indeed or adds up oh adds up yeah uh what does all of this mean here's everything you need to know about the sun the solar cycle and what a deep solar minimum means for us what is a sunspot In an area of intense magnetic activity on the surface of the sun, a storm that appears as an area of darkness, sunspots are indicative of solar activity, birthing solar flares and coronal mass ejections. Although sunspots seem like tiny specks, they can be colossal in size. Sunspots have been continuously counted each day since 1838, which has allowed solar scientists to describe a repeating pattern in the wax and wane of activity on the sun's surface, the solar cycle. The sun has a cycle that lasts between 9 and 14 years, typically 11 years on average, and right now we're in the trough. At the peak of that cycle, called solar maximum, the sun produces more electrons and protons as huge solar flares and coronal mass ejections. From a visual perspective, the solar cycle is a a sunspot cycle, since solar scientists can gauge where the sun is in its cycle by counting sunspots on its surface. While there's some evidence that the solar cycle affects Earth's weather and climate, the status of the sun has the most obvious effect on the intensity and frequency of aurora. The more charged up the solar wind headed towards Earth, the brighter and more frequent are the displays of the northern and southern lights. What's known as the Aurora Oval gets larger, too. So people who live in areas that normally don't experience Aurora, such as the USA and Western Europe, sometimes get to see them. Either way, a solar maximum is historically when Aurora are at the most frequent and spectacular. Uh, What is solar minimum? Just as solar maximum sees many sunspots. Uh, th- Oop, Are you still there, Guns? Yep, I'm here. Okay, sorry, I got some alerts coming up on my computer. I thought the whole world crashed. All right, what is solar minimum? Just as the solar maximum sees many sunspots, the trough of solar minimums features zero sunspots, and that's what's going on now. However, it's been continuing rather longer than expected, which means the sun is in the midst of a particularly deep solar minimum. The most infamous happened between 1645 to 1715, Uh, strangely, before they started recording it in the 1800s. But (laughs) But they know
2: everything in the past now. They got time travelers.
1: Of course. Uh, When a maunder minimum saw a prolonged sunspot minimum when sunspots were very rare for an extended period. The current record-breaking solar minimum is part of a longer pattern of wax and wane. In fact, it's believed that the sun may have been in a magnetic lull for the last 9,000 years at least. Okay, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> um, then it kind of goes into when the next. Uh, it goes into a lot of details about this particular thing, asking all sorts of questions. You know how the solar cycle affects solar eclipses. How this. How to see explosions on the sun? Why is this good news for North American eclipse chasers? Kind of just goes through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but there you go, guns. The the sun is asleep, and it's been asleep for.
2: For a long time, apparently. I think that the, you missed the trigger paragraph here. Once. Oh, no. Uh, w- once way. I think it may be one way. One way to gauge what's going on visually is by counting sunspots. And the other is by looking at the sun's mighty corona during no. the total oh. eclipse. <laughs> the corona, yeah. total solar eclipse. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, it's, it, it was all planned all along. Coronavirus, yeah. coronavirus. Well, it's interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they lined it up. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, in, you know, in the weather change or the weather, uh, what am I trying to say? Climate, Climate change, change debate. Yeah. You know, there's uh, one side. I mean, really, the debate is about is it man-made or is it uh, some sort of Earth cycle that this, the, the Earth is going through? And uh, this is – and, of course, you know, the, those who – uh like to not <laughs> who like to think critically and not have to take a political stance on it, you know, probably a little bit of both uh, doesn't mean we need to pay taxes to to fix the weather. But anyways, that's for another conversation. Um, but this whole, you know, the sun even going through these, he- maybe not heating and cooling cycles are, are, is not the absolute correct way to talk about it, but, you know, a calming and uh, a, an intensifying cycle, which uh, we already know, you know, the number of sunspots and uh, st- solar storms and things like that have a lot of different effects on the earth. Uh, ranging, you know, all the way from you know telecommunications, uh, satellite operations, uh, all the way down to to how easy it is to get a sunburn, Gons.
2: Yeah, yeah. Somebody in the chat said the sun got the Rona. <laughs>
1: sun got the Rona, man. Yep.
2: Locked down.
1: Uh, but uh, but yeah. So there you go. We're in a weird. This the sun is asleep, as if uh, you know. There's all these memes about uh, uh, you know. First we had coronavirus. Uh, first uh, oh man who's the basketball player Kobe first Kobe passed then coronavirus then the murder hornets what's next and uh, apparently it's the sun falling asleep so everybody <laughs> go out and buy some toilet paper
2: right yeah okay <laughs> not sure what to do with that but uh, okay yeah toilet paper because the sun is asleep we're going to all need yeah. to mix. Makes- makes just as much sense. You're right. It does. <laughs> it does make just yeah. as much sense. Okay. Um, you know, this next story real quick. This is a, this is a short one here. I
0: tried to tell you. Illuminatus.
2: And uh, if you're a MAGA guy or gal, you, you might not be happy about this one. Uh, this was actually um, some research done by, and maybe this is old news for some people. Uh, Hebrews 12:2 on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Hebrews 12 too. He uh, found this little article from the church of Satan hierarchy in the church of Satan. And uh, you can of just read through the different degrees here. Oh, and what does it say? The fifth degree is considered a MAGA M A G A or a Magus. And, uh, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And it uh, says down here, priesthood of Mendez, These are the individuals uh, who act as spokesperson for the philosophy of the Church of Satan, which include the titles priest, priestess, magister, or magistra, or magus, or maga. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, folks. What are you trying to say, Gons? I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it was just one big magic (laughs) trick, one big sorcery trick. Uh, yeah,
1: well, that that is actually interesting because, of course, maga itself, and we've got we've talked uh, quite a bit about this over the years. When you talk about uh, spells and symbology and chaos uh, magic, uh, chaos magic, you know, where a, a spell g- gains power by the amount of sort of human consciousness focusing on it. Uh that would be very interesting. I mean that would be quite the trick to pull, guns. I know. If uh yeah, if MAGA, which of course to uh everybody who hasn't been living under a rock means make America great again. Um but yeah, this connection to the fifth degree Uh, magus or maga that would be giving uh you know in somebody's belief system that would be giving quite the amount of power to uh, some sort of maga spell there yeah and i would say you know and i'm not look i'm not trying to get into it here but i'm saying if that's the case it seems to have worked
2: (laughs) seriously got a lot of people on board that's for sure and and we know that that uh sorcery in politics is very much a thing. You know, there was a, uh, mm-hmm. there was an article from back in, uh, man, it must've been like the, uh, it was a while ago. I don't remember the exact year, but um, some rabbis, some mystical rabbis talked about handing out bracelets for the reelection of Netanyahu in Israel right. and stuff like that. So they, they, they've been doing this sort of thing for a while. So it's not really surprising. The Kabbalah, the Kabbalah bracelets. bracelets. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, just just look out for that kind of stuff. Your your common folk may not know about these issues, but I'm sure the people watching and listening have a well, little inkling.
1: And it's it's the thing to keep in mind, you know, when things are picking up some, you know, some real mass uh, steam and some mass support and mass attention. I mean, there there is a way to look at this, and we don't get into it all the time because it can just be exhausting and kind of confusing to people. But, you know, you remember when I was saying I was really suspicious of uh, a lot of these documentaries getting dropped and immediately yes. having, like, huge amounts of views, unexplainable amounts of views? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's there, I'm just, again, I'm not going to do a whole diatribe on it now, but it seems like there could be some sort of connection there as well. Yes. Um, and you know, there's some suspicion around the Q thing too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, just the fact that these things are gaining so much attention, have so many eyeballs and are suddenly, you know, seem to be, ab- uh, obsessing the minds of so many people, um, in the mainstream, who normally would not even consider these types of things, does uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, point to something interesting like that. Just something to keep your eyes out for folks and keep your, keep your, keep, stay sharp. Stay, 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 stay sharp. <laughs> uh,
2: I think okay. we do have some super chats coming in. Crystal Moonshine, $5. Thank you. Uh, said, thank Good you. Good job, guys. The Narrow Path, $5. And uh, there was Beautiful. one. Uh, Thank you for that narrow path. And there was one, I'm going to have to scroll up the chat here to get to look at it. Arise uh, said, if uh, thank you for the super chat, if divorce divorce rates are, are at an all time high between men and women, why are people still worried about gay people? I don't don't know. That's a, I I, I don't know. What
1: was the question?
2: (laughs) The question was, let's see if divorce rates are at an all time high between men and women, why are people still worried about gay people? Like gay people oh, divorcing I'm, or getting married? I ain't married. touching that, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's little outside you, of our scope of uh, conversations. <laughs> um, but thank but, you for the super uh, chat. There you go. Point Appreciate taken. It. And, uh,
1: um, yeah. Okay, and I want to real quick. Oh, you got something? No, go ahead. Okay, real quick, I want to give some shout outs to uh, some Twitch viewers here, people helping us get to uh, some goals we have over on Twitch. And those goals are going to help us make uh, the stream even more exciting. We get to give some controls over to audience members who uh, participate. A lot, you know that kind of stuff. It's going to be fun, but we got to get our average viewership over. And Gon's, I'm going to read you some people who are helping us do that. If this is your first time over on Swi- uh on Twitch, yes, uh, Twitch. once you p- post something in the chat, so I know it's your first time watching. But uh, I want to give a big old shout out to a new follower. <laughs> oh, this is one's good. A new follower named Presidential Spacewalker. Thank you, Presidential Spacewalker.
2: Hold on, I gotta get um, out of this thing here. Sorry, go ahead, keep going.
1: We got another follower named Rogue Amish Man. <laughs> Thanks, Rogue Amish That's Man. An awesome Thanks name. for being here. Yeah, we got a uh, new follower named Josh Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> Thanks, Josh right. Oshkosh Uh Then we got Unite, Don't Bite. <laughs> Thanks, Unite, Don't Bite. <laughs> Love it. No, these are some good, these are names, good names today. Yeah. I like this uh thanks everybody who, who else we got we got alpha zennial
2: alpha, alpha zennial interesting is that yeah. a here we go is that person five years old or something
1: uh i don't know it's zennial spelled x-e-n-n-i-a-l maybe it's like a gen x mixed with a oh mixed with millennial but they're alpha
2: they're, they're the alpha. first one well isn't, isn't the, yeah. this generation being born called alpha uh i don't know Is it? I thought so. That's crazy. I thought so. Maybe. Yeah. I gotta look that up real quick. But go ahead. Keep going. What else?
0: Who else?
1: Okay. uh, Let's see. Who else we got? We got. uh, Oh man. Sometimes I gotta like decode these real quick. We got Ton Enterprises. Thanks, Ton Enterprises. We got Anointed Enoch Chap ninety two verse twelve. Wow. That's a whole username. Good on you for fitting that all in there. We got a uh, squad 85. Yeah. Couple more here. Uh K Paris for JC, K Paris for JC. Yeah, Jesus Christ, maybe. And then Arios 1010. Yeah. Thank all you guys for following, and if you uh, are not yet following us on Twitch, head over to Twitch.tv/CanaryCryRadio. Help us out uh, trying to hit our goals over there. It's a great way to help us support ourselves, um, helping us unlock those tools. You know, especially if you are not in a place where you can help us out financially, this is a great play- way to uh, feel like you're helping out and to legitimately help out that's great and then f- just from the chat here i'm going to give uh, a little shout out to ooh, garibaldi chatbot <laughs> 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 that's a good one dj dls23 how you doing i saw we had uh we had uh, jeff bezos R- I, <laughs> rfid chips for sale back in the chat nice. thanks for being there buddy berbo games what's up <laughs> And uh, okay, more shout outs coming later, but uh, there we go. Thank you guys so much for heading over to the Twitch, helping us get that uh, average viewership up. It helps a lot. And we are so close, so close to unlocking... Uh, the the some extra fun stuff over there. So keep doing it, folks. It, it helps us out a lot. And uh, you know, when it comes to the user experience, uh, my you know, instead of just me begging you to do it, there's some things to consider. Twitch has some uh, a amazing tools for people in chat. The emojis are better. The uh, <laughs> the gifts are better. Um, there's a bunch of great stuff there. And eventually, we can actually make it so people can play jingles straight from the chat, which is pretty incredible. But we're going to have to hit some goals and and figure that out. But uh, um, there you go. That's why it's a great place. And from my experience, it seems like... You know, when when the show gets all glitchy and kind of buffery, sometimes it'll do that for everybody. Um, but it seems like uh, over on Twitch, it happens a lot less. So if that's something you want to test for us, you can go to twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio.
2: Also, um, uh, Generation mm-hmm. Alpha is uh, after they're they're considered after Generation Z. And usually they are considered people born in the early 2010s. And we'll be ending births around the mid twenty twenties. So, uh, Basil, I have um, I'm gonna have, be having a couple. Well, I have one already, but a second one coming. Both Crazy. Generation Alpha. How nuts is that? Generation Alpha. Yeah.
1: Why is it called Alpha?
2: Because it's after Generation Z. It starts over. You know the whole
1: just starting yeah. over.
2: Okay. <laughs> they didn't want to call them the Nephi generation or the Nephilim generation, so they went the with ne- Alpha. Ooh. <laughs> mm, okay
1: all right well that's very fun there you go we got our alpha Zenial in the in the house happy to hear yes it.
2: and we have uh um, we're going into some uh 19 stuff
1: that's right
2: and before we start here you know, there's a lot of censorship stuff going on now, especially on YouTube. You talk about the virus and and the 19, and you know your video gets demonetized or kicked off or whatever it is. And um, I was uh, I was watching some Japanese truther channels. Have you watched these, Basil? <laughs> you probably haven't. Japanese truther <laughs> yeah, channels. Yeah.
1: No, but you sent me a a clip. <laughs> Uh, you sent me a screenshot <sighs> did. and it looks like uh, th- those are my people, man. You know, you, it looks like where I belong. People
2: make fun of uh, us and people make fun of you, Basil, with the googly eyes. It, we have nothing on the Japanese streamers. They got costumes and it, it's a whole deal over there. It's much they more. They got a
1: whole thing. Oh, they're
2: way ahead. Way ahead of the curve. Um, but also.
1: Did you throw up that? Do you I, have that? Uh,
2: I can throw it up. I got, let me try to figure that, that
1: image. out. You should throw up that image because that's amazing. <laughs> People, if you're complaining about my googly eyes, you need to see these Japanese truth channels. <laughs> it is out of control, dude. It's, it is it's, crazy. It's a lot funnier.
2: Um, and one of the ways that we might be able to do it is start using the Japanese, uh, I don't know accent for saying the word vaccine and as a japanese american Mm. i give every one of you americans or even people around the world to use the accent it won't be making fun of it here's how it sounds it's watching so don't say vaccine because they'll censor you it's chin. Oh yeah,
1: it's a it's a good way around the algorithmic uh, demonetization. It's just gonna
2: confuse them. Vaccine.
1: Little tip, little tip for all you uh, content producers out there. Yep. Okay, this story comes from the Daily dot com. Gons, and the article reads: Childhood vaccinations plummet amid coronavirus.
2: Sorry sorry
1: yes (laughs) childhood watch watch canations plummet amid coronavirus pandemic say it right says says the cdc (laughs) Okay, the article reads, the rate of routine immunizations for children has dropped dramatically as a result of shelter-in-place orders and social distancing guidelines amid the coronavirus pandemic. According to a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report released Monday, the agency compared data from Michigan's immunization information system over the past four years for children aged two years and under the rate of vaccine coverage for children aged five months plunged from two-thirds over the past four years to less than half in May 2020. For children and teens under the age of 18, there was an over 20% decline in the number of influenza vaccines administered from January to April of this year compared with the past two years. The report warns that concerted efforts are needed to ensure rapid catch-up For children who are not up to date with vaccinations recommended by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Um, And there you go. That's the end of the article. Nice. Oh, yeah. Vaccinations are down just across the board, including flu vaccinations and vaccinations for children. I imagine that this is a mix between, you know, the shelter in place. They they call it all about shelter in place. They're like, no, people, you know, haven't been leaving their houses, so they can't get vaccinated. Um,
2: I think that uh, there's something more to it, Guns. Yeah, they might be setting up for... Just more things going wrong in terms of, oh, we can, the kids aren't getting their vaccines. And well, of course, we just, of
1: course, anybody who doesn't get a vaccine of any kind is, uh, you know, uh, uh, is actively killing other people on purpose and are evil. Okay. Um, if you, you know, <laughs> listen to some, some of the Karens on Facebook. Uh, um, before
2: before we move on, I got the picture up on the screen here for anybody that wants to check it out. It's uh, there you go. This is, uh, well, this isn't necessarily a, the Jap-
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> necessarily a Japanese <laughs> truth or channel,
2: but you got, uh, try to describe what's going on here with the with the different characters. They all got green screens, except for a couple guys here.
1: Uh, oh yeah, for those who are not watching live and are listening to the podcast, we, uh, we've got six little uh, boxes uh, on the screen. One of them looks like a mix between uh, he's dressed up a uh, mix between Worf from Star Trek and Gandalf. Another guy. Yeah, another guy's just sort of dressed like an alien. Uh, we got another one who's dressed up kind of like a, a World War II military officer uh, with a green screen of. <laughs> You know, a, a space age control room. Another guy's a scientist. It's just wild, man. <laughs> people have a problem with that. I think I need to start a Japanese language truth or show. I think those are my people.
2: Yeah, I think we're, uh, yeah, we'd fit in better with th- these folks than than it, apparently the listeners and viewers of the show now. But, yeah, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so back to vaccines, yes. uh, The numbers. Vaccines in general have plummeted. Now, uh, I, I th- see. I want to know. I need to talk to somebody. If, if any listeners out there, if you or anybody you know uh, had a child during, you know, a birthday child during. The uh, lockdown, because don't, don't they just stick like, look, I'm not necessarily fully knowledgeable on everything vaccine. So excuse me. Sometimes I get in trouble because uh, apparently people expect me to be an expert on every single thing that we talk about. Um, you mean you haven't you know, watched I'm, Vaxxed? I'm more, I'm more of a generalist. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch Vax, But anyways, uh you know, in this time where vaccine, the word vaccine is so loaded and, you know, if you watch the mainstream, you would think that, uh, you know, the port, the portrayals of anti-vaxxers and people who don't get their kids vaxxed are, you know, weird religious fundamentalist people who never go out of their house and uh, homeschool their kids and, you uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I say weird because that's their portrayal. Right, that's right. not me saying. We that.
2: understand.
1: Um, but uh, uh, but the numbers of this were less than 50% of the normal vaccinations are happening. I mean, that is a huge margin of the yeah. population. That is not just, uh, you know, weird fringe
2: groups. You know what it feels like? Um it's almost like pulling the tide the tide going in, you know, it's pulling back uh, before Mm -hmm. the big wave comes crashing in again in a sense where, Oh, we got these uh, COVID vaccines. And so, you know, and and plus all these people have not been, they haven't gotten their normal uh, shots. So we're going to, we're going to have to do a big rollout of not just to catch everybody up, but also to get everybody clear of the, the, the virus. Maybe that's what it is they're trying to allow this sort of thing to happen and then it'll be easier to create more of a false flag outbreak of something else you know measles we 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 took care of the measles but because of the, the you know the coronavirus now because of the lack of vaccines or vaccines of people uh we got to do more we got to bring back more i don't know it's just kind of a give and take type of thing it could be one of those uh, I don't know. One of those issues where yeah. it's, it's, well,
1: I mean, that is the thing. I mean, we, uh, it's the, you know, we might be setting up for a little bit of a Hegelian, uh, dialectic right. here right. where, you know, this, uh, I don't know where we would be in this particular cycle of the problem, uh, uh reaction solution cycle, but, um guns we had a, a note there Basil's audio is way quieter than yours guns that my ice just scooted up on the microphone oh yep everybody stay i'm up close now let me know if that's better everybody yeah um i was leaning back a little bit getting a little too uh little too relaxed
2: um
1: <laughs> sinking but into that chair long long story short guns i don't know i could see this as being um a a positioning for reaction. You know, a lot less people are getting vaxxed. We need to uh, mandate them or force them. Of course, those are the things that people are worried about now, including myself. Plus
2: it, it justifies a longer quarantine or a a different quarantine, especially in, in, you know, the winter time, the next time it comes around, Oh, we got the flu. We got the Corona's. We got the, and the measles is back. You know, they can just roll out all the stuff. And I don't right. know, it just feels like a, it does feel like a Hegelian dialectic thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. we got a couple more articles on the lock sheen. I hope that gets stuck in everybody's heads. Um, <laughs> this is fort Russ.com. And it says here that this was written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So uh, we'll see. Um, he had some, Some interesting typos or uh, grammatical things when you type this up, but maybe that's just the editor. Despite Moderna's cheery press release this morning, the clinical trial results for its groundbreaking COVID vaccine could not be much worse. The vaccine developed and championed by Anthony Fauci and financed by Bill Gates used an experimental mRNA technology that the two men hoped would allow rapid deployment to meet President Trump's ambitious warp speed timeline. Dr. Fauci was so confident of his shot safety that he waived ferret and primate studies. Moderna uh, suspiciously reported no health data from its mouse studies. Uh, That Mm. appears to have been a mistake. Three of the 15 human guinea pigs in the high-dose cohort, 250 MCG, suffered a serious adverse uh, event within 43 days of receiving Moderna's jab. Moderna did not release its clinical trial study or raw data, but its press release, which was freighted with inconsistencies, acknowledged that three volunteers developed grade three systemic events defined by the FDA as, quote, preventing daily activity and requiring medical intervention. Moderna allowed only exceptionally healthy volunteers to participate in the study. Uh, vaccine with those reaction rates, could cause grave injuries in 1.5 billion humans if administered mm. to every person on earth. And you know, that, that stood out to me because, you know, we had this whole simulation thing saying, Oh, 2 million Americans are going to die from right. this. Right. And, and so now we have this opposite type of uh, counter, uh, I guess, counter move or, or you know, it's the kind of the anti vax crowd, so to speak coming out with numbers themselves based on a, a it's not a simulation but it's more of a projection saying that if everybody on earth gets it then 1.5 billion you know i guess they're just using the, the percentages from that study of 15 people uh mm. but it says that this is the, the threshold that gates has established for ending the global lockdown moderna did not explain why it reported positive antibody tests For the only eight participants, these outcomes are particularly disappointing because the most hazardous hurdle for the inoculation is still ahead, challenging participants with wild COVID infection. Past attempts at developing COVID vaccines have always faltered at this stage as both humans and animals achieved robust antibody response, then sickened and died when exposed to the wild virus. Moderna's press announcement heralded positive interim phase one findings. I have forwarded that claim to my colleagues in securities law. FTC rules restrict the amount of lipstick public companies may slather on bad donkeys. So (laughs) very uh, colorful language there. But yeah, Yeah. uh, you know, I said it before, but it's that 1.5 billion humans being, you know, having grave injuries because of this, this uh, particular vaccine. Yeah, it's just so sketchy, man. I know.
1: And, you know, here's the thing. Like,
2: you don't even
1: have to be an anti-vaxxer necessarily to think that that's a sketchy way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's wild how they get away with this stuff. And, you know, of course they're kind of uh, ducking and dodging and diving and kind of uh, maneuvering their their way through this. And look, I I'm purposefully not Taking a total anti-vaxxer stance right now on the show because uh, because that'll turn uh, that'll turn off the conversation to a lot of people. You know, if you try to have that conversation in, in a, uh, you know, a mainstream or normie crowd, it's just not going to get you anywhere because they've got their mind control, you know, tentacles where immediately, uh, it's going to start triggering people. If you, uh, you know, start coming off as an anti-vaxxer type person. Um, and you know, me, I'm always trying to, I know, always, always trying to find the best ways to talk to the normies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. We, you know, we could all you know, sit in our echo chamber and, and pass the same articles around. But if we're not able to talk to the normies about it, then then what's the point? So the point I'm saying here is you don't even have to take a full-fledged anti-vax stance to look at the facts of the Moderna study and say it's not quite up to snuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's if just it's, not there if yet. It's
2: not good in 15 individuals, healthy individuals. Uh, why are yeah. we rolling it out? And And you know what? Not uh, for Twitchers not to be outdone, there was a YouTuber uh, handle, I love Africa, y'all, with the avatar being <laughs> Bill Gates holding some syringes. And the comment was, 1.5 ain't bad, guys. <laughs> well done. Well done.
1: That's, yeah, good job. I will say just a quick shout out to a couple of new Twitch followers Flippy Sofa King Fly.
0: <laughs> so oh, okay. Thank you,
1: Flippy Sofa. <laughs> fly uh as t- as <laughs> tech a sketch very fun. nice very good as tech sketch mm. um there we go there's the, the the oh and pale horse kid pale Thank horse both kid both for being All right. yeah. uh, there's, there's a people second. making me say bad things I know They're, they've when done I, it
2: when I read there. they win uh, there anyway. was a second article from the lastamericanvagabond.com dot com that was uh, it's basically basically the same article or same you know information as Moderna's and the headline is as Moderna's COVID nineteen vaccine takes the lead, its chief medical officer's recent promotion of gene editing vaccines or sorry vaccines comes to life, and um, I think the only thing that I wanted to say here was that uh, they added Bill Gates as part of the. Uh, the issue here and I just have one highlighted paragraph however since at least last fall Moderna has sought to resolve the issue by adding nanoparticles to its mRNA vaccine uh, modification financed by the Pentagon's defense advanced uh, research projects agency DARPA Moderna is a strategic ally of DARPA and has received millions from DARPA and the Mill mm-hmm. Millen uh, Mil. <laughs> Mil- Bates bill and melinda <laughs> gates foundation <laughs> mill and belinda Mil and belinda uh several years prior to the current coronavirus crisis darpa's plans for nanoparticles and nanotechnology and their potentially orwellian applications were the subject in a recent last american vagabond report so there you go another uh another outlet sort of calling out the nonsense that we see from the the whole yeah. who and the, the There's whole There's a lot of
1: nonsense to be called out, man. Yeah. And I got to say, you know, I, I saw somebody, uh, you know, trying to be snide in the chat saying that I'm being seeker friendly. And maybe I am. Um, but uh, I've had a lot of good conversation with conversations with normies recently and they're waking up man and it's all about that little by little yeah. people uh, people who are normally fully on board with uh, the establishment and what you know, whatever they're told are uh, starting to question the weirdness especially when I, I actually got to bust it out the other day I wasn't wearing a mask I was running around and somebody asked me where my mask was and I said oh you know I just listened to the experts on mace." <laughs> <laughs> Fauci went on 60 Minutes and said not to wear a mask, yeah. so I don't wear one, and their head just exploded. Um, <laughs> it was really fun to watch. And uh, a quick correction, sorry, I, I read the name wrong. It, it's Az Etch-A-Sketch, like Arizona Etch-A-Sketch, ah, okay. not a- Azteca Sketch or whatever okay. I said.
2: Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's a it's a tactic that in Christian apologetics, since we started with Ravi here. Uh, Greg Kochel yeah. actually talks about putting a rock in people's shoes. You you, you have mm-hmm. conversations. You drop a couple pieces of info. You don't drop boulders on them because you know they can right. they can you know really lose it if you do that. They freak. They freak out. out. So you gotta you gotta just get, put little rocks in their shoes. Things that they will walk away thinking, man, that really bothers me that what he said there, uh, or what you know he talked about or whatever it is. And that's how you know enough times. They, didn't, they run into enough people or enough arguments and eventually they start understanding what's really going on and they, yeah. you got to get them to get curious on their own. You can't just dump a bunch of info on them. Usually that and makes for people, you know, turning away or, going in the other well, room yeah. or whatever it is calling you crazy and
1: the best way to do it right now sorry to interrupt no, i it. just got so excited yeah. the best way to do it right now is to point out the contradictions that are blatantly out there you don't even have to get all conspiracy right all you got to do is say you know find the the clip of fauci on may 6th talking about don't wear a mask wearing masks are stupid and put it out there yeah. and y- y- f to watch a normie have to reconcile that fauci says don't wear a mask <laughs> but everybody on you know all their news anchors are telling them to wear a mask or else they're an evil person um it's a great place to start and for the remnant in chat said normie friendly uh is greater than symbol seeker friendly so there you go normie friendly is all good youtube yoda in the um, chats
2: if a mask can't stop your own fart then it's useless <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did have to bust out the uh, article about how farts make you live longer. Smelling other people's farts oh, Okay. Uh, the other day. Excellent. Just a side
2: note. The articles um, that didn't make it on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of which, let's uh, talk about some more monkey business. COVID monkey business, Gons.
0: Walk-ching. Walk-ching. walk
1: walk <laughs> gene uh uh, dailymail.co.uk doubts raised over oxford coronavirus vaccine after all of the monkeys that took part in the trial are found to have contracted the disease (laughs) poor monkeys Monkeys. man we gotta set all the monkeys free Uh, The article reads, the coronavirus vaccine being developed by scientists at Oxford University may not prevent people from becoming infected with the disease. After all, experts have warned. In the latest animal trials of the vaccine carried out on the rhesus macaques, all six of the participating monkeys went on to catch the coronavirus. Dr. William Hasseltine, a former Harvard Medical School professor, revealed the monkeys who received the vaccine had the same amount of virus in their nose as the three non-vaccinated monkeys in the trial. This suggests the treatment, which has already received in the region of 90 million pounds in government investment yeah. may not halt the spread of uh, the, deadly <laughs> the deadly disease, the 0. 0. Oh, deadly disease, the point oh six percent deadly disease. It's less than that. Uh, the bombshell, I know. The bombshell comes after initial reports last week suggested the vaccine offered some immunity against the virus and stopped it getting deep into the lungs where it becomes deadly. The vaccine known as, holy moly, CHADOX-1-nCoV-19 is currently <laughs> undergoing its first human clinical trial. Ah! as nations (laughs) killed the monkeys, but we're giving it to humans, uh, as nations accelerate their efforts to tackle the deadly virus. That looks like
2: a handle of a hacker or something. It It (laughs) doesn't even look like a real thing.
1: This needs to be somebody's, uh, Twitch profile. Somebody, somebody who's in, uh, YouTube, who's just waiting for the perfect name to switch over to Twitch. Uh, there you go. Guns, maybe you can copy and paste that into the chat. So somebody can take it. Um, In the latest setback, uh, sorry, it is the latest setback to hopes of a cure after a professor at Imperial College London, where researchers were also studying a potential vaccine, warned earlier today a working vaccine is unlikely to be ready this year. Uh, just a note, Imperial College in London is where all those whack, uh, uh, models came out of right. where you know two million virus was supposed to have killed two million people by now yeah. uh, he said people should have quote should not have false expectations of cure being ready soon despite ministers revealing they are hoping to have 30 million vaccine doses for the UK by September now just to point something out and this is part of what we do here um, notice how they uh equate the word cure with the word vaccine vaccines are not cures and right. uh whenever you see uh, anybody or any outlet uh equating cures with vaccines are either a lying or b uh, don't know what they're talking about so moving forward, discussing the Oxford vaccine, Dr. Hasseltine wrote on Forbes, all of the waxinated monkeys <laughs> treated with Oxford waxine became infected when challenged. There was no difference in the amount of viral RNA detected from nasal secretions in the waxinated monkeys as compared to the unwaxinated animals, which is to say all waxinated animals are were infected. Professor of Molecular Biology at Nottingham University, John Ball, warned the amount of virus genome detected in the noses of the vaccinated and unvaccinated monkeys was the same and it, this is concerning. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, if this represents infectious virus and a similar thing occurs in humans, then vaccinated people can still be infected and shed large amounts of the virus. This could potentially spread to others in the community. Professor of immun- <laughs> immun- <laughs> professor Professor of Immunology and Infectious Disease at Edinburgh uh, University, Ele- Eleanor Riley, said that the number of antibodies produced was insufficient to prevent infection and viral shedding. If similar results were obtained in humans, the vaccine could, uh, would likely provide partial protection against the disease in the recipient, but would unlikely to uh, reduce transmission in the wider community." Um, etc., etc. So what, do you, what are your thoughts? So th- th- this article goes on for quite a bit longer. I'm going to scan for any other pertinent information, but I'll let you uh, chime in.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, I think we pretty much nailed down the point of if, uh, if it's not really working in monkeys, why are they rolling it out to humans? But uh, yeah, that's weird, huh? That's very weird. <laughs> I mean, weird move. It's almost like they think we're just monkeys. We're just oh, one big experiment. Oh, burn!
1: Yeah. yeah, basically the rest of this article just repeats over and over and over the things that we just said for for um, SEO so, yeah.
2: purposes. Apparently, hmm
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, did you pop that name in there? I'm I am waiting did. for uh, Chadox. Want Chadoxi and Cove nineteen to
2: join Twitter? Yes, it's in there for anyone that wants to yeah. take that up.
1: So long story short Gons, the vaccine uh, uh, mission is not going well for monkeys and uh, for humans. Yep. No good. Wakchin, yep. Yeah. Wakchin. Wak Wak
0: Wakchin. Wakchin.
2: <laughs> um, Wak Wakchin. And we're going to stick to the COVID topic but get into some CRISPR. Uh, COVID. <laughs> Cas9. I love that jingle. Researcher, Mm -hmm. this is fizz.org. Researchers tap CRISPR technology to connect biology electronics. And it says here in an effort to create first of kind microelectronic devices that connect with biological systems. University of Maryland researchers are utilizing CRISPR technology in a novel way to electronically turn on and off several genes simultaneously. Their technique, published in Nature Communications, has the potential to further bridge the gap between the electronic and biological worlds, paving the way for new, wearable, and smart devices. Ooh, Quote, faced with the COVID-19 pandemic, we now have an even deeper understanding of how smart devices could benefit the general population, said William E. Bentley, professor in UMD's Fischel Department of Bioengineering and Institute for Bioscience and Biotechnology Research, IBBR, and director of the Robert E. Fischel Institute of Biomedical Devices. Ooh, that's a long Mm. title. And uh, Yeah, wow. uh, He goes on, Imagine what the world would be like if we could wear a device and access an app on our smartphone capable of detecting whether the wearer has the active virus, generated immunity, or has not been infected. We don't have this yet, but it is increasingly clear that a suite of technologies enabling rapid transfer of information between biology and electronics is needed to make this a reality. I love how everything accelerates with the, with this virus virus is just even smart devices and connecting biology to your, uh, to, to the electronics there with yep. such a device. This information could be used for example, to dynamically and autonomously conduct effective contact tracing. Bentley said there's that word contact tracing again in the past 60 years or phrase, I guess in the past 60 years, microelectronics have greatly evolved from the first implantable peacemaker or pacemaker, to personal wearables that harness the power of interrelated computing devices, better known as the Internet of Things, or IOT. The next great wave of microelectronics could include devices that tap into and control molecules such as glucose, hormones, or DNA to better human health. But a major roadblock remains. Despite how advanced current smart devices might be, today's microelectronic devices Process information using materials such as silicon, gold, or chemicals, and an energy source that provides electrons. But free electrons do not exist in biological systems. As such, there remains a technology gap between microelectronics and the biological world. Maybe because God said don't mix uh, iron with clay. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, Bentley, his IBBR and Fischl Institute colleague uh, Gregory F. Payne, and their teams published research on a loophole they discovered. In biological systems, there already exists a small class of molecules capable of shuttling electrons. These molecules, known as redox uh, molecules, can transport electrons to any location. To do this, redox molecules must first undergo a series of chemical reactions, oxidation or reduction reactions to transport electrons to the intended target. By engineering cells with synthetic biology components, Bentley's research team created a sophisticated synthetic switching system in bacterial cells that recognizes electrons instead of more traditional molecular signals and incorporates the biologically programmable genetic circuitry of CRISPR. Best known for gene editing, CRISPR controls functions were modified to work with SOXR, S-O-X-R, a regulatory protein that is responsible to redox molecules and is found in E. coli. Instead of editing genes, the team is using CRISPR to focus on a cell's metabolic machinery to carry out desired functions. Uh, the group's process involves what is known as downregulation and upregulation, whereby a cell either decreases downregulation or increases upregulation. The qu- uh, quantity of a particular component, such as a protein, in response to an external stimulus. The team successfully demonstrated that using CRISPR, they could electronically program the upregulation and downregulation of specific genes in E. coli, as well as in Salmonella. In this way, the team prov- proved that information programmed electronically can be transmitted, and within many strains of bacteria, using the same medium of redox as a communication channel. Uh, and it goes on here. And it's a few more paragraphs that we'll skip through here, but yeah, there you go. Uh, more research being done. I'm pretty sure that the research for this stuff was going on well before, uh, 19. And, uh, but they're just, you know, a more, more of an excuse to accelerate it even more and, and to create this, uh, I guess, push to connect biology with electronics. And of course they have their own agenda there to make it happen, uh, with some of their, uh, institutes and, and, you know, ivory towers so to speak, but right. I don't know. I, I, well, as usual,
1: this whole situation is being used to uh, really skyrocket the production and research into lots of things that we've been warning about for years. Um, uh, what is this particular uh, thing supposed to do now? Did I miss it?
2: I think it's, yeah, it, it basically allows for certain genes to turn on and off within you from electronic devices, which is. Right, Similar so it's like to the controlling,
1: ones c- controlling a CRISPR type of thing, which right. problematically could be done remote if uh, whatever the device implant is is on some sort of grid or network, which sounds cool, you know, if you're a transhumanist and you've got some, uh, you know, it's almost like, you know, uh, uh, when you talk about tech companies and stuff, you have... Um, uh, like bass, B A S S, blockchain as a service, right. or SAS software as a service. This will be, you know, task transhumanism as a service, um, which you know sounds cool if you're into that kind of thing. The problem is, if your cybersecurity isn't up to date, then uh, you know you got hackers you hacking get into your hacking into your your uh, your implants there, and with being able to send signals to. Uh, trigger changes in DNA. That's, I don't know if that's a risk we're really willing to take on.
2: You know, a a few episodes ago, we had somebody say that they're studying CRISPR and, and you know, why is it bad? It's going to cure cancer and all this kind of stuff. And this is why this kind of application and uh, the last couple paragraphs are very short. There's just a couple sentences here. While CRISPR is universal, universally considered an agile tool for biology, this work represents the first demonstration of how CRISPR can be used in bioelectronics to electronically target and control select genes simultaneously. Quote Our next steps involve ramping up our bioelectronics work so that the next generation communication devices can indeed incorporate biological information that is obtained locally.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. Very good. We got a lot of great chat going on about this whole thing. Uh, M-f-i-x, uh, is letting me know that TAS is already a thing. So, Transhumanism as a service. It's not going to work. Tool-assisted speedrun, which is actually kind of a cool thing for those who are into gaming. You can have little mods on your speedrun to help you finish Mario in three minutes flat. Um, And American in Russia. I don't know if we've given a shout-out to an American in Russia yet. American Uh, in Russia. First time time seeing this guy in the uh, chat, but he says, uh, give these dudes money or come to Twitch. Those... (laughs) laying it out. You've got a you've got a choice to make. Um, oh, oh, I'm getting distracted by the chat. Uh, They're talking about talking about weed. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, let's see. Here's another one. Let's talk about CRISPR again. Guns, let's do it. You can't
0: take the crisp. CRISPR. cas nine. Cast
2: nine.
1: Okay, this is from uh, GenEngNews, GeneticEngineeringNews.com, Genetic Engineering engineering and Biotechnology News, and we have CRISPR barcode for whole organism cell-by-cell lineage histories. Yeah. Every organism has its own family tree, and like any family tree, an organism's family tree is more interesting if it's both complete and richly detailed. That is, each member of the family tree should be displayed in their proper place along with some biographical information. In the case of an organism, a mouse for example, the family tree's members are individual cells and the biographical information consists of gene expression profiles. If comprehensive whole organism family trees could be assembled, researchers would learn a lot about development, aging, and disease. Unfortunately, family trees that trace tissue or organism development have been limited to small groups of cells are rendered vaguely suspect due to distortions Uh, caused by intrusive cell assessment techniques. Ooh, getting some fancy language here. The good news is that a new technology has been developed that can serve as a sort of Ancestry.com for an organism's cells. That is, it promises to couple cell ancestry information with detailed molecular readouts, such as transcriptional signatures. The technology, which is called CRISPR Array Repair Lineage Tracing, uh carlin is the so friendly yeah uh, i know carlin we love that guy uh was developed by scientists at the stem cell research program at boston children's hospital and dana farber cancer institute harvard medical harvard medical school it can be used to track every cell in the body ah. from the embryonic stage until adulthood yeah using Using a barcoding technique and CRISPR gene editing technology, Carlin can identify different cell types as they emerge and what genes each is turning on. Details about Carlin emerged in the journal Cell in an article titled An Engineered CRISPR-Cas9 Mouse Line for Simultaneous Readouts of Lineage Histories and Gene Expression Profiles in Single Cells. Oh, It's a catchy title. Yeah. Quote, this model exploits CRISPR technology to generate up to 44,000 transcribed barcodes in an, in, in an inducible fashion at any point during development or adulthood, is compatible with sequential barcoding, and is fully genetically defined. The article's authors wrote, quote, We have used Carlin to identify intrinsic biases in the activity of fetal-liveral <laughs> Fetal liver hemohemop oh man, <laughs> hematopoietic hematopoietic uh, stem cell HSC. There's some uh, scientist people. So we have some medical people who uh, listen to the show and they're um, shaking their heads disapprovingly at my my uh, pronunciation. Uh, but anyways. uh, hsc clones and to uncover a previously unappreciated clonal bottleneck in the responses of hscs to injury i don't know if i fully understood what i just said uh i don't but going on do you i don't but but
2: i think the general idea here is that they can create barcodes on every cell and basically just know from birth to death just every single cell can be tracked
1: Yeah, a family tree of every cell within an organism, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Let me just do some. So, yeah, I'll just finish out the article here, a few more paragraphs. Quote, the dream that many developmental biologists have had for decades is a way to reconstruct every cell lineage, cell by cell, as an embryo develops or as a tissue is built up, said Fernando Camargo. Uh, PhD, a senior investigator at the stem cell research program and co-senior author on the paper with Sahand Hormoz, PhD researcher, Dana Farber Cancer Institute and assistant professor of systems biology, Harvard Medical School. Quote, we could use this mouse model to follow its entire development. Camargo Hormoz and co-first authors for, the, uh, yep. And co-first authors for their respective labs, Sarah Bowling, Ph.D. and Deluxin Sridharan, created the mouse model using a method they call CRISPR array. Okay, now it's just repeating itself. Yep. Um, A little quick scan. No, that's basically it. Yeah, no, they can, uh, bas- yeah, they basically barcode every cell and trace its family lineage within the organism, which is pretty astounding. I mean, you're getting to a level of catalog- uh, cataloging and knowledge of individual cells within an organism that is, I mean, it's almost godlike not to trigger anybody but you know to know the lineage of every single cell as it develops in an organism is pretty incredible yeah um and you know it kind of harkens back to like you know every hair on your head being numbered and and all sorts of stuff like that well now the scientists can do the same thing uh just right now just with mice which uh if i understand it and i'm no professional guns Uh, mice have substantially less cells in their body than human beings
2: uh that is my understanding as well but i could be wrong (laughs) could be wrong about that you never know with the whole sciences yeah
1: but that's pretty crazy man i mean that's really uh yeah that's that's pretty astounding i mean that that kind of blows my mind a little bit to see if that's even possible
2: well uh, you know, it's really uh, tying it to eschatology, biblical prophecy. Uh, I happen to have an eschatological view of the man of sin, Antichrist, presenting himself as the Jewish Messiah. And I think there's pretty good, strong arguments for that biblically. And uh, one of the things that uh, is not clear is that is whether or not this Antichrist man of sin will present himself as Jesus um, or if it's going to be just you know, somebody that the elite uh, rabbinical people accept as some kind of messiah figure. But if they start to get to this point where they can literally trace all these genetic things back and, and create the family tree on a, on a giant database or something, they're going to be able to show like, oh, look, these, this guy has the genetic lineage of uh, King David, and so we know mm-hmm. that he's of that bloodline or whatever. It's, it's not just the DNA. Now it's, it's every cell in your body. I don't know. It's just kind of nuts where it's going in that direction. And there's going to be some kind of verification of this messianic entity that may come about. If these technologies uh, continue to develop in that way. And uh, you know, unless the Lord ends it all. Uh, but yeah. also Jesus talking about if he doesn't come back, all flesh would be destroyed. Kind of goes to show you, like, hey, maybe uh, maybe he's going to return soon because uh, we're getting to that point where if we're tracking every cell, then we can destroy every cell, you know? Ooh. Yeah, and I, I, I wanted to thank, you know what? We got a super chat, and it kind of scrolled by, and I couldn't catch the name, but thank you. It was a $19.99. Lady of the Woods. Lady of the Woods. Thank, thank you, you very for much, super Lady chat. of the
1: Woods. She says, thank you, guys. Great show today. Thank you, awesome, Lady of the Woods. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Wow. There's a really long ongoing conversation about weed over in the Twitch. Very interesting. (laughs) And then there, we got some people asking me for my address and my blood type. Uh, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to wait on that. Mm -hmm. Maybe if a big enough donation comes in, I'll uh, put that out in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's see what else we got here. I got to say, actually, just to give a little update, I've been watching our position on the uh, Twitch podcasting charts in the uh, podcasting category. We've been kind of moving up and down. We are as high as eighth there for a second. I think we've fallen back down to about 15th. So we need more people. Head over and watch the Twitch, twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. Uh we're climbing the charts over there on Twitch, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool to do. Yeah. Um, and let's give a quick shout out, just some really quick shout-outs here to some new Twitch followers. We got Samus Aran, Samus Aaron Casey. Samus Aaron Casey. We got Casey Turbos coming in hot. Double cases. And we got yeah, lots of Casey's, double Casey's uh goldfinch girl goldfinch girl which i've seen somewhere else where else does goldfinch girl follow us i don't know um but thanks for following the twitch folks we're going to be climbing those charts we're trying to get our average uh consecutive viewership up over there so we can unlock some really cool stuff you guys are gonna love um okay moving on gonzo actually looks like uh let's take a quick break real quick break and uh, want to let everybody know we're going to give some shout outs for some new donors over on Uh, patreon and paypal i don't know if you have the paypal list up in front of you Gon's, but i do want to give one big old shout out to uh jan s over on patreon Thank thank you jan s she upped her pledge which is always a fun thing you know it's really difficult uh to get new people to pledge and it's even harder to get people to uh increase their pledge once they're already pledging and jan s uh showing a lot of love thank you very much jan thank you jan um, appreciate it and that's our our only patreon news for the day Gons. N- nothing nothing new just jan just
2: jan and i think from uh since the last episode we had regina and oh regina thank you and also Thanks, regina lynn or linny Lynn lynn also give us some support on PayPal. So thank you. To thank both you very view. much. Appreciate Thank it. you
1: very much, PayPal and Patreon people. And just to give you guys an idea of what we're all about here, uh, we subscribe to the Value for Value model. It's a very simple model, and that is we put out the content. It's always free, um, but we do put a lot of work into it, and we're doing it three days a week nowadays, which is a lot of content and a lot of work, but we're happy to do it. And if you you get any value out of the show uh, you have an opportunity to put some value in. So if this is your first episode or 10th or 100th, you know, we've been doing this for almost a decade. Uh, However you feel about the stuff we put out, if you find value you get a chance to put some value back in and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk patreon.com slash ccnt we got rewards, bonus episodes, all sorts of fun stuff over there or you know a lot of people don't like patreon and we totally uh, respect that that's totally cool you can go to canary cry radio at gmail nope that's not right canary <laughs> cry radio canary radio dot com slash support
0: canary cry radio dot com slash support
1: that's right you can go over there we got uh, canarycryradio.com slash support we got PayPal we got recurring PayPal uh, options and if commitment's not your thing you can give a one-time donation over there as well as cryptocurrency and all sorts of fun stuff to support the show and uh, here's the thing like I said it's value for value we don't run ads on the show if you're somewhere in the world where uh, your podcast player or something plays ads on the podcast uh, we don't get any anything from that. That's actually, they are doing that without our permission. So keep that in mind. Um, But we don't believe in that system. I mean, the advertising system is why we are in the trouble that we're in. That's why news, uh, mainstream news stations will just do anything. And I mean, sometimes flat out, outright lie just to get people watching um, because it's all dollars and cents. The more eyes they have, the more money they make from advertising, and that's just not a healthy way to run a society. Um, so we choose to do the value for, for value support. If you get uh, value out of the show, you can put value in. And here's the thing: if you don't get value, I, you know, you don't have to put any. You don't have to put any value in. That's totally fine. Uh, that just tells us you don't get any value, and that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but there's also other ways to support the show yeah one great way to do it is to uh, leave a rating and a review wherever you are listening to this or watching this whether it's on itunes or spotify or podcast and whatever podcast app uh you use leave a rating and a review it's super helpful um and we need more of them because it tells the robots to show other people the show that's a great way to do it also we put a call out for jingles and here's the thing folks If you're making jingles, uh, you know, we'll occasionally put uh, calls for jingles out. Or if you have a fun idea for a jingle, put it together and email us at canarycryradio at gmail.com. And uh, you, you're you a producer of the show, basically, then. I mean, that's kind of the thing. If you help us with jingles, you're a producer. If you help pay for the show, you're a producer. You need to start telling people that you're a producer of this show called Canary Cry Radio, because that's, that's how it works. Um, if you help pay for the show or help create the show, you're then a producer of the show. Um, So there you go. And Gons, we had a, we had, we put a call out for a 5G jingle and we had a number of responses.
2: Yeah. We got one from Godspeed to Finch and Joseph. So uh, we appreciate the jingles you guys sent in and assuming you're you're guys, I think they were both guys. Um, Who knows? And uh, uh, we put them together. I, I put them together. I made it into one Jingle. So here's our new 5G jingle. 5G 5G kills humans. 5G kills humans. Now, Basil, (laughs) I played this for you prior to the show. And yeah, we need chat
1: to settle something right here and now.
2: I'm gonna play it again, but but Basil is convinced that the the jingle says 3G kills humans. And I am hearing five G kills humans. He even recorded it on his end and sent it to me. In fact, I can. Well, I'm not going to play your version that you sent to me. Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. But it, it's clearly five G kills humans in my head. But uh, Basil says it's three G. We need to settle this. Okay, here we go. <sighs> One more time with the jingle. Okay. Five G. Five G kills
1: humans.
2: Five G k- kills humans. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you it, I hear 3G. I cannot not hear 3 I You I, mean, I love th- I love the jingle. We're going to keep it. We don't need to change anything. Uh Adam 42 says 5. <laughs> I Sam think says- everybody's nuts, saying 5. I'm telling you. Oh
2: I think you've lost it. I think something has I, happened. I- with your VR I'm your VR headset has made you mad your fives I'm have turned into threes So
1: hard to hear five uh, Amelia for s- Amelia heard know, three
2: she- okay there's a few threes coming in somebody heard 9G 9G <laughs> <Nine> <laughs> Play it one more okay, time okay We'll play it one Let more time see if I can it, hear it. It's, it's at the end uh, it's at the end of uh-huh. the clip okay so here we go. Okay. <laughs>
0: 5G kills humans.
1: I can't,
2: five g kills and you still I heal only
1: three? hear three it's crazy oh my gosh yeah i've got i gotta get checked man my brain's on the fritz <laughs> apparently oh man okay so we have a couple uh, stories five, uh i love the 5g 5g g's
2: louise <laughs> 5g's louise yeah it's really man. good um, more people. Yeah. VR corrupted him. Yes. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I think the <laughs> VR is, goggles have corrupted it's your
1: changing theory. my, my perception of the world, man.
2: Uh, okay. Somebody from Facebook coming in, Jade from Facebook coming in saying, uh, she heard three G. So, okay. You got a couple people on your side. Okay. All right. Okay. Paul right. and keep digging seven. Okay. So I, this is becoming one of those, uh, blue dress green dress yeah, conversations the blue, blue dress white dress a oh, white dress uh, i don't even remember the colors but yeah
1: something i don't remember Is blue and white or uh black and gold or something
2: <laughs> anyways all right okay so our, our 5g our first 5g story here you want to take this one this is a cnn <laughs> this is a short one here aaron says fine g i like that yeah
1: um yeah where is it oh there it is hold on boop boop beep Boop, boop, beep. Connecting to space. Here we go. This is CNN.com. So there we go. We got the true blue here. (laughs) UK regulator sanctions Nigerian Christian channel over 5G conspiracy theory claims. Oh, yeah. (laughs) CNN, baby oh my gosh okay the article reads british media regulator ofcom or ofcom has imposed sanctions against a channel founded by nigerian megachurch preacher chris oyakilomi for airing unsubstantiated claims Linking 5G To the coronavirus pandemic The regulator said While it does not Oppose broadcasts Airing controversial views Or those challenging Health authorities the <laughs> Yeah right The claims in a sermon Aired by Christian channel Love World News Calling the pandemic A global cover up posed serious health Consequences to viewers The sermon questioned The need for lockdown measures To prevent the spread Of the virus Without providing context According to the Ofcom investigation Investigation. Love World was ordered by the agency to air findings from its investigation given the serious failings by the channel to protect its viewers during the program. CNN contacted Love World uh, News UK for a comment but has yet to receive one. Nigeria's information agency has debunked the popular pastor's claim that the government imposed movement restrictions in its two cities to allow the installation of the new generation wireless technology, according to a local report. Kilomi uh, presides over one of the largest Christian congregations in Africa, and the church boasts of having branches in countries and university campuses across five continents. Ofcom said another report during the broadcast touted hydroxychloroquine as a cure for coronavirus. Leaving out doubts about the efficacy of the drug and potentially harmful side effects. Quote However, given the unsubstantiated claims in both these programs were not sufficiently put into context, they risked undermining viewers' trust uh, in official health advice, with potentially serious consequences for public health, of Com said. So we got some, uh, this is some real deal censorship and Ministry of Truthiness uh, shenanigans here, Gons.
2: Yeah. Not surprising. Weird. It's it's
1: it's so weird because there's so many places that this information shows up uh, from across the board. I wonder if they air on uh, terrestrial television. Yeah, which is why they got shut down. That must be why. Huh? If
2: they're one of the bigger uh, Christian televangelist uh, outlets, there, it's, that's possible that that's what's going sounds on. Sounds
1: like the case. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, there's a couple more five G stories. Uh, running low on time basil but well we can no. we can go through them yeah. fairly quickly here uh okay. let's do
1: this 5g kills
2: humans i still hear 5g new chip G, this is forbes.com new chip advancements highlight 5g momentum so despite all the stories there Uh, While some have tried to imply that momentum around 5G has slowed because of the impact of COVID-19, looking at major new chip advances from companies like Qualcomm and MediaTek suggest a very different perspective. In fact, developments seem to be moving forward at a rapid pace. MediaTek, for example, just unveiled its Dimensity 820, an SOC system-on-chip system on chip that includes the company's own sub 6 gigahertz 5G modem, as well as an ARM-based octa-core CPU featuring four Cortex-A76 big cores, an ARM Mali-G57-based GPU, and neural network processors. Uh, the 820 c- uh, comes shortly after the debut of the Dimensity 1000 family, MediaTek's first 5G native SoC that's expected to power soon-to-be-released phones from Oppo, OnePlus, And others in Asian markets that's interesting about uh, what's interesting about the Dimensity 820 is that it offers support for dual 5g sims Which could be of interest in many Asian countries where dual sim usage is quite popular Uh, And it goes on here's a fairly uh, kind of a longer article that goes into all the stuff and Samsung and and the technology but point being that uh, uh, the technology advances it continues to advance Despite the fact that, um, Basil, your story that I had uh, for you in New Zealand, they're, uh, they're still vandalizing 5G towers. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's all just moving forward. Edge computing, the AI, cloud computing. Man,
1: they've taken down like almost 20 of these 5G towers now. Yeah,
2: the Business Insider article that we had planned to really dig into, but again, running short on time. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's fine. If you're running short on time, we just I mean, uh, all the 5G stuff is kind of just, you know, yeah, it's this. It's the stuff. It's the stuff. The
2: headline is uh, 17 cell phone towers in New Zealand have been vandalized vandalized since the lockdown, coinciding with a boom in 5G conspiracy theories. So again, always trying to bring down the conspiracy theorist uh, Mm -hmm. with this notion that uh, 5G. It's interesting how they're using that. As uh, the way to sort of poo-poo everybody who's questioning 5G, as uh, yeah. it's, it's um, all one big thing.
1: Genetics in the chat uh, reminded me that our 5G, 3G uh, problem uh-huh. is like the Yanny Laurel. Oh yeah, debate. it is. Do it's you the, yeah, that? It's the
2: the hearing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: We have ex- oh Yanny Laurel is back in the house. Oh my gosh!
2: And if and anyone doesn't know, it's it's. Uh, just
1: Google, yes, Google just Google it. Google Yanny Laurel. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, You want to do this okay. cybernetic thing real quick, and then we'll do the Nephilim update, and we'll be out of here.
1: Okay. Um. Are you, you ready me just to read become, become cyber? Yeah. Are you ready to become five G cyber?
2: Five G
1: cyber. dot U This is a sort of a edu- uh, um, academic thing here. Uh, it reads, This semester, the College of Natural Sciences is checking in with faculty experts about developments related to their fields of study that may well affect how we live, work, and interact with one another and the world around us over the next 50 years. For this installment, we hear from Professor Andy Ellington, Nancy Lee, and Perry R. Bass, Regents Chair in Molecular Biology, and Wilson M., uh, and Catherine Fraser, research professor in biochemistry, who is a professor of molecular biosciences. When he's not overseeing research into new diagnostics for COVID-19, he considers how humans might someday overcome the physical limitations of our biological inheritance. In the past, we talked about cybernetics as though machines were extensions of humans, Waldos, remotely operated devices that act like arms and hands, Uh, were extensions of human form and function that would decrease our workload and extend our capabilities in this imagining. Think of the exoskeleton in Aliens 2 or the actual military exoskeletons developed with DARPA funding. Of course, in reality, the machines have won. An assembly line is not full of Waldos. It is full of robots. And so it now goes with the rest of automation. In medicine alone, surgeons will be grudgingly but surely replaced by robots and diagnostics will be neural nets of unparalleled subtlety and accuracy referring to artificial intelligent doctors there. And thus, what if humans it remains to us to uh, what it remains to us to up our game <laughs> through augmentation. We must even leaving aside what we could do as genetically modified organisms, the ability to adapt our own neural net Well then I gotta zoom in. This font is so tiny. Yeah. Um, The ability to adapt our own neural net, our remarkable brains and nervous systems, to work with machines is an unparalleled opportunity that the invisible and increasingly robotic hand of capitalism will drive forward. Glasses to Google glasses, to ocular implants, ear horns to hearing aids, to cochlear implants that don't just restore sound but improve the range of our hearing and similarly provide us with immediate connectivity to online data. But the These are just the starting point. Earlier experiments have shown that monkeys with cortical implants could learn to move cursors somehow. The amazing adaptive machine that is the brain learned to directly control a computer Waldo. And of course, we already see virtual reality devices that range from eye tracking to direct monitoring of brain activity. All the pieces are in place for a human-machine interface that works both ways, where we not only play with Pokemons. Ugh, what a dad way to put that. <laughs> where we not only play with Pokemons, uh, but perhaps they even train us. Ah! Uh, in imagining a future where humans are something of a new life form, yep. life in quotes, more linked than ever to our computational devices, one key will be better direct interconnectivity between neurons and electrons so that we're not Operating through the cludge of our eyes and ears or spotty neural activity a la the dystopian but visionary sci-fi novel Neuromancer, which we haven't talked about recently. Advances in neurobiology, electrochemistry, and synthetic biology should soon allow us to jack in to the net. Uh, so there you go. Just uh, some fun talk about how soon we're all going to become cyborgs. Um, but this this uh, term Waldo's. Had you heard this before?
2: I, I've read it in the past, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I somehow it had eluded me because we actually have reported on a lot of Waldo's uh, recently. Let me see if I can figure out what these are. Uh, what that. Uh, uh, Waldo's remotely operated devices that act like arms and hands. Oh, that must not be the acronym. actual acronym. Yeah. Maybe it's huh, just a nickname the actual acronym. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. The, the big thing that really jumped out to me in this article is the, it, first off it's a university of Texas outlet. So it is a university paper, which again, it's not too surprising, but you know, it's the direction of the, of where those types of institutions are headed. And uh the mention of the machines have won. It's almost like they've given up. It's like, oh, the machines won. we We can't beat the machines, and the only way to keep right. up is through augmentation. It's very Elon musky. yeah, and then, yeah, uh, this
1: was very like, uh we've already lost yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> we've lost the war the, the, which puts the imperative on us to catch up. Like, you've already yeah. lost, and the only way to catch up is to uh, take the implants. Yep,
2: and become a new life form. And to deal, if we can't beat him, join them. And uh, yeah. so the question remains.
0: Are you ready to become cyborg?
2: Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. We, uh, you got anything else on that, or are you good?
1: No, no. Hit us with that Nephilim update. Nephilim update.
2: Nephilim, update. Nephilim update. Oh, wrong article on the screen there. Hold on, do I have Oops. the Nephilim update on the screen? I should. Here it is. Um, breaking Israel news. This was our last uh, or a couple Nephilim updates ago. Six point five earthquake near Area Fifty One. A six point five magnitude earthquake, Nevada's largest in sixty six years, was reportedly felt on Friday. That's last Friday. Uh morning across three states from southern Utah to central California, aftershocks continued to shake the region with with, uh, six in the next hour, topping 4.5 on the Richter scale. No injuries were reported, but the main highway between Las Vegas and Reno was damaged and closed as a result of the quake. This is the third 3.0 magnitude earthquake in the last 10 days for that region, according to the LA Times. And I'm not going to really get into a whole lot of it other than, you know, the article just... Uses the earthquake near Area 51 as an excuse to talk about UFOs and extraterrestrials, uh, hmm. as uh, as Elon Musk says. Where are the aliens? Or asks, I guess. And, uh, of course, you got the, uh, you got Zuccalos, a picture of Zuccalos there with the hair. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. And it's got Area 51, blah, 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 the secrecy, all this kind of stuff that we've dug into in the past. Biblical connection. Are aliens described in the Bible as Nephilim? Some biblical scholars have suggested that the Bible describes what many would call aliens or extraterrestrials. The sixth chapter of Genesis describes interaction between strange creatures called Nephilim, literally the fallen, and men. And I feel like they just cut and paste a lot of stuff about the Nephilim that they wrote in the last Breaking Israel News uh, Nephilim Uh update that we had. The Talmud. Sanhedrin 97 a describes how the Nephilim will return as a part of the messianic process in the Talmud's discussion. Rabbi Yitzchak asks Rabbi Nachman, do you know when bar Nafli, the sons of the fallen will come? Rav Yiktak asks, Rav Yakman replies, it's, uh, it is Messiah. And then, uh, mm. later on it, uh, talks about, uh, well, I don't know why I have this highlighted. Yuval. uh, Ovidia, an expert in Nibiru and other astronomical matters, believes that Area 51 and the installation in Tonopah are uh, are hiding secrets. Quote, It is clear that the U.S. government is hiding something in Area 51. This is something they don't even attempt to deny. It may be aliens, but it is not clear that aliens are what the Bible was referring to when it described Nephilim. It would be intellectually dishonest to suggest that there is only one form of alien. If there are one species of alien... There are undoubtedly countless forms. Similarly, there are many beings that are not human that are described in the Jewish sources. Anakim giants, which are descended from the Nephilim, according to Numbers 13.33, are one form, uh, one such form that the verse in in Numbers connects to the Nephilim. There you go. And I think they spelled Nephilim wrong there. Double L. Interesting. Uh, It could also be that if there are aliens in Area 51, they could be Shadim demons, but in all the cases, our forefathers knew how to cope with them, and we can as well. And then at the end here, quote Jewish sources do not deny that there are many, uh, There, there may, uh, do not deny that there may be life on other planets. It is left as a possibility, Obadiah said. But Jewish sources do not relate to anything that does not have any practical or philosophical implications that we need to relate to if and when aliens become relevant to our service of God it will become clear that they are here just as the Nephilim were obviously present to the people before the flood. Nephilim update.
0: Nephilim update. Nephilim
2: update. So there you go. Another uh, you excuse to to dive into Nephilim lore by breaking Israel news using the earthquake to suggest that, that, that I don't know, aliens or uh, Nephilim are under Area 51 or not. Yeah, well, you know,
1: they're over there on... uh uh but you know I've I've said it pretty much every episode for the past week but over on no agenda show there the uh They played a clip from one of their listeners who's a truck driver and was driving between, uh, you know, around the earthquake area. And he saw cracks in the road. Right. As a truck driver, he knew that that was from the earthquake. And then he looked up and above the mountains where, you know, off in the distance where he was, he said there was a bright blue light shining behind the mountains uh, that didn't look like anything he had ever seen before. So there you go. We got some blue beam. We got some... uh, Uh, earthquakes. We got some nephilim. We got to watch out for those folks over in Nevada. There. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good luck. Uh, all all mm. that desert land. You know, you never know what's going on in
1: the deep desert. You never know. You never know. So there you go. And uh, we're gonna land this plane here. But before we do, I want to give just a couple more shout outs to the Twitch folks. With a few more uh, uh, followers here. We got Anti Lucifer seven seven seven. There we go. Okay. <laughs> we got Kimbalui one, Kimba Louie. and we got Ctm Adventures. Nice. Thank you, Ctm Adventures. Uh, his way in the chat said truckers see a lot, a lot. I I believe that. If if anybody sees the weirdest stuff in the country, it's truckers. Uh, so actually, we got a bunch of truckers who listen to the show. So what's up, truckers? Yeah. There you go. Call out to all the trucker listeners here. And folks, remember, thank you so much for following us at twitch.tv canarycryradio. We're going to keep calling out until we hit our goals over there. And you could be uh, one of the crowd that helps us do that. And uh, nobody's taken the chadoxy1ncove19 username yet. So yeah, not yet. You might have to pop that in the in the chat again because I need oh somebody to take that username. You need me to
2: find that? Um, That's going to be hard
1: to find. And thank you guys so much you know like I said like I've said before Twitch has a bunch of great ways for uh, content producers like Gons and I to support ourselves Um, as you know the world starts to get rolling again uh, this is uh, your chance you know if you're getting put back to work if you're getting put back into the society we're super happy to hear that Uh, we have yet to be put back into society Gons so this is what we got this is how we're supporting ourselves and Twitch is going to help us do that Um, um, so you can follow us at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio and watch the show live. That's the mo- most important part there. Do that. And, you know, we go by the value for value model. If you got value out of this show uh, or any of our shows, please consider supporting the show. You can do that at patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Patreon.com slash ccnt. Or you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support slash
0: support
1: That's right. If you and remember if you support the show financially, you're a producer. You are a producer of the show and you get to you get to claim that. Um and also if you help out in other ways like creating jingles for us, if there's uh, we didn't do any, uh, ask for any jingles today, guns. But if anybody out there ever wants to send us some jingles uh, regarding, you know, some things that we talk about, send it on over to Radio at gmail.com. It's a great way to, again, get a shout out on the show and help us uh, put our production together. That's super helpful. Um, and thank you, guns. Do you have the names of the people who sent us jingles?
2: Uh, uh, yes. God, it was Godspeed to Finch and Joseph so thank you, Godspeed yeah, to great. Finch and Joseph for sending us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And keep those jingles coming, folks.
1: And uh, here's the thing. Remember, you all have friends and family who are getting their news from the mainstream media and their Facebook wall and anywhere else where they shouldn't be getting it. And here's the thing, folks. Here's step one. You walk right up to him. Step two, you grab him by the cage. Step three, you got to shake it. The end
0: of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. Want to shake things up Stir up some controversy Rattle a few cages Hey, stop that Don't ever silence me I'm the last angry man A crusader for the little guy Leave a bird alone Never Rattle a few cages Rattle a few cages The human race will have every opportunity to improve And if they don't? Ask Noah Ask Noah
1: ask no that's right and uh, so thanks everybody for watching Guns. I had a question for you and I forgot what it was so let's see if it Let's see if it comes back up But remember folks It also helps a whole bunch If you leave a rating and a review On your podcatcher Or wherever you listen to this show um, And make sure to tune in next time Oh that's what it was We are going to do a show this Friday But are we moving that Guns? I think
2: we might have to do it tomorrow Thursday might. 21st okay. of May yep.
1: Alright well keep an eye out everybody We're going to probably be trying to do a show tomorrow That's Thursday the 24th Um, So make sure to tune in for that. Same time, same place, sometime between noon and 5 o'clock PST. Check back, check our Facebook and our Twitter and things. We'll be putting out a warning uh, about a half hour before the show. So there you go, folks. All right, everybody. So make sure to catch the next show. But until then, all together now, remember to think outside the cage.
0: Shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I am the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm, me. The, last never silence I'm me. the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.